Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is the Where's Dan Sports Show period where we may be saying goodbye to Nolan Arenado, but we are welcoming Larry Walker into the Hall of Fame, talking some NFL and some XFL. And I have Dub's microphone off right now on purpose. It's the Worst Damn Sports Show, period. <laughs> Setting the bar low for sports talk in Denver. Sorry. And now it's back on, so feel free to say whatever you want. I've got Dubs right there. Dick. I've got Beardo <laughs> right there. Hi. <laughs> and we are the worst damn sports show, period. What are you uh, saying? Why are you trying to start shit? That when, was when we're, actually, while, we're, while we're introing. It was just on. It, what, your microphone was off, and I, I legitimately didn't mean to do it, but uh, you're over there yapping. I was like, thank God it did. Talking, talking shit about Nolan Arenado. And well, then, I'm not talking shit. I'm just talking about what the writing on the wall. I'm talking about what's going talking on. Talking shit about Nolan Arenado, and then you throw in shade at me. It's just it's a salty way to start the podcast, Steve. I believe it was Beardo just a minute ago asking you why you were so salty. Well, so now maybe... I'm salty because all of this. <laughs> it was because he was tired. Now the podcast is. I think you were born that way. I mean, I always have been that way. Yeah, but I try to be positive in a and generally in a good mood. <laughs> just not today. Fuck you, Steve. See, that's, that's like Dubs is like a little boy. His mom would be like, Dubs, you're such a good boy, and she'd be like, What? the hell is that supposed to mean <laughs> mom <laughs> um, but we are going to talk a little xfl a little bit later on today as that compares to the nfl and of course larry walker we'll get into that but we start with the tweet of the week which is i think one of the best stories in sports this week it's mm. obviously a little bit of a slow sports week but uh we got to talk about the nfl draft that's coming up in april and what they're doing in las vegas i don't know if you guys saw this but they have a stage where the uh, draft uh, folks are going to be announced at, the picks, and it is going to be on the water of the Bellagio Fountain. And when that name gets called, they are ferried to this stage <laughs> in a boat. So obnoxious. <laughs> is it going to be like a Venice-style gondolier where he's going to be pushing the pole through the water? I and have get them no there? idea, but that's going to suck for rounds like five through seven. No, they're not doing it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> or even, if, even the first round, it's nice when they say it and the guy can jump up, throw on a hat, get up there, get out. Yeah. And it's now it's like... going to be so annoying. Maybe it's a paddle boat. <laughs> they make they make the they the, make a big paddle. paddle boat with the pedals. <laughs> yeah, they gotta yeah. pedal themselves yeah. out yep. there. Uh-huh. They're like, come on, world class athletes, this is what you got. <laughs> you couldn't just build a walk like you're building a whole set there. <laughs> yeah. The guy's pedaling in a way and he gets you tired and has to stop. And the, the team's just like, can we we never mind. <laughs> couldn't just build a walkway to the green room. Really, it's like too deep or too what hard. I, like, well, I where is know. the green room? Like, I don't fucking know. They put the thing in the middle. Of the goddamn fountain like Roger Goodell's explaining all this and they're fighting it. it's like no no it's showbiz guys yeah. I can't remember who, board. who tweeted it but somebody tweeted out like 10 million dollars to whoever throws Roger Goodell into the water into the water ah, to nice. start the draft oh that'd be good alright I'm on board with this idea I was very anti this idea but now that I picture Roger Goodell going in the drink I think that that's gonna be fun that's gonna make this draft way more exciting or is it Ben Albright's tweet about uh, fearing the Iron Fleet like intercepting <laughs> the ferry before he gets to his destination. <laughs> I, I gotta look out for pirates. Yeah, it's Vegas. You never know. <laughs> Are they gonna have like a synchronized show to the fountains? Ooh, the fountains. Where is it anyway? What's the where's the? It's Vegas, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. saying this out loud. What part? The Bellagio. Yeah. The Bellagio. There fountain. you go. <laughs> yeah. That is a big. That's a pretty big pond. That's gonna cover some ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if they don't use the fountains, what's the point? Like no, I mean, they're definitely going to use the They have to. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, wondering where they're going to put all the people. Like, there's normally... They, they've are they going to build a barge? <laughs> barge. I, um, I imagine that they'll just be, like, at the edge of the fountain. But if you're at the edge of the fountain, you can't really see what's... like. It's pretty far. Yeah. Yeah. It, not only is it far, but it's also, like, going to be above where the stage will be. 
They would have to, actually, because that's the other part, if you've ever been up. As big as the sidewalks are in Vegas, like that's not enough to hold a, a crowd of people for I mean, a huge televised event. They'd have to do something like build a shut stage. shut down the strip? And then the stage collapse. Everyone goes in the water, and it's a mass tragedy of half-wet pants. <laughs> <laughs> because it's really like four or three feet deep. <laughs> they have No, because they have divers have to come in and fix it. Oh, okay. I did read that once somewhere. I have no idea where. But they do have to have like certified divers come fix it. So it's got to be more than a couple feet. Yeah, honestly, truthfully, if I was going to be completely straight with you guys, I've never measured the depth of the Bellagio. Fountain. I think we should go drop you in and see how deep it is. If it sends me to Vegas, that's fine. I'm in. <laughs> we'll get our sponsor to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, that said, delicious sandwiches <laughs> that you can make and design on your own and write funny names on the back of your bag so they have to yell out Captain Underpants. That's the, the best part about Witch Witch. You know, you really have control over the sandwich that you want to the sponsor that we don't have. Right. Witch Witch. Delicious stuff. It's your way or whatever their whatever slogan their is. Slogan is. Yeah. Yeah. Not Superior actually. sandwiches according to this cup that we're... <laughs> let's, let's not push it. Right? In all reality, uh, Vegas, as fun as it sounds on paper, whenever you go there, once you walk out into Vegas, you're like, here I am! Ah! Hey, this guy actually kind of sucks here. <laughs> it's like the world's biggest douchebag bar. It's like the view house became a city. The view house. We all just don't have a sponsor. I was talking to my friend and she's whatever, 25 and blonde and hot. And she's like, you should come to Vegas with us one year. And of course I see the picture of her and all her friends who are also hot and tiny little dresses going on. She's like, we have so much fun. You'd have so much fun if you came out with us. And I'm like, you don't understand. You being a 25-year-old hot girl going out in Vegas is a lot of fun. <laughs> Me being a 30-year-old fat guy with no money, that doesn't work. Not like the same. That. I'm going to be held up at the door. <laughs> yeah, right. They're going to yell at me for my jeans. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then I have to like literally point to the five of you to get into the club because they're like, you can't come in. And I'm like, but, but it's it's five to one. It's five to, <laughs> there's one bad one. <laughs> I do think it's funny that they're going to put all of these soon-to-be potential pro athletes in Las Vegas at, at like number one Joe Burrows do you think he's not gonna go smoke some cigars in some casino and just blow off that first paycheck <laughs> I feel like a lot of teams are gonna be flying in the night before and laying down be, the hammer yeah there's gonna be a curfew lockdown <laughs> on that thing but can you curfew lockdown yes free agents yes okay People that aren't even drafted by anyone yet. They're, they're oh, you their mean, own. Oh, you guys are talking for the draft. I yeah. thought you meant like teams going. No, there. no I'm teams. Play. I'm talking like you're you're now oh, yeah, guys no, like Jalen Hurts show. and Joe Barrows hanging be, out in Vegas before they get called on stage. It's going to be a shit show, <laughs> and the Super Bowl there is going to be. They're going to do a Super Bowl there in the next what two years probably. If I don't know how far the they stadium. are. Yeah, <laughs> they're going there next year. They're, the stadium's <laughs> almost done. So yeah, I mean they're going to do a Super Bowl there in the next couple of years, and that's going to be. I wouldn't put crazy. it past the Raiders playing in a half finished stadium though. <laughs> well, that's what they were talking about. The roof is like two months behind schedule. <laughs> <laughs> well, they could do what Atlanta did and just leave it open all the time. Anyway. <laughs> like, we don't, we don't um, want to close it today. Um, we like about, it this hot. How about this? We'll end it on a good note. Okay. Officially, the last thing the Oakland Raiders ever did was blow a lead. Lose to the Denver Broncos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was that? thinking at home. They had to blow the lead at home to Jacksonville, too. So their last home game was a huge disappointment. And their yeah. last real game was a huge the disappointment. The last thing the Oakland Raiders ever did was lose, lose to the Denver Broncos. In Denver to the Denver Broncos. That's great. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's been a long time. It was a weird season, but it ended, I know for sure, last several games. Wait, could we start their uh, new year in Vegas with their draft pick going in the water? I don't I know what our like schedule great. is like. <laughs> when we gonna, okay. well, well, let's roll. Let's do this. <clears throat> Topic one. Uh, on a positive note, it got announced. Larry Walker to the Hall of Fame. I, I mean, believe you meant Larry Walker. You got to do that. But also one of the best walk-up songs yeah, in Rocky's history. I mean, uh, right up there with Charlie Blackman's The Outfield. But uh, excited, man. That's cool. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And, and his phone call, of course, got a lot of attention. He was very excited. The uh, press conference afterwards, I think, might have been the highlight 
uh, of the whole thing where he was wearing a SpongeBob NASCAR shirt of sorts. It took me. It took me. I was I was busy watching him doing his call, and the call I was a little distracted by the showmanship of the person calling. Yeah, who was be like that you did not fall short this year. Ha <laughs> zing! Like, like yeah. Him. Because was was it was this his last year for eligibility? Yes, it works. Okay, yeah. and he almost missed it. He got in by like two votes or whatever. I think it was six. It was six it? votes. Yeah, it was it was a very slim margin for him to get in. But yeah, the the call was cool. It was nice to see him kind of play on that a little bit. It, it's good that we have a Rocky finally in it. Yeah. And he has said officially that he is going in as a Rocky. You have the option to go in as any of the teams that you played for. So he could have been an Expo, a Rocky, or a Cardinal. Um, spent the most time with the Rockies of any of those teams and said he's going in as a Rocky. And the reason that you have to pick is because on the plaque they put you in the hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it'll be the first time a Colorado Rockies hat is worn as, at an induction ceremony. Kind of cool. But yeah, um, most talked about uh, the shirt slash jacket, whatever you want to call it. There's, yeah. been, there's been discussion about that. The NASCAR style SpongeBob SquarePants, like, it, like a great one. Like it's like it says SpongeBob on one shoulder, SquarePants on the other. SpongeBob SquarePants and character with the uh, the slogan "Ain't no ordinary sponge" prominent across <laughs> the front. Which I'm not a huge SpongeBob SquarePants like aficionado yeah. so i don't is that a normal is that a huge slogan for spongebob I, I, square pants we need nikola Jokic. he could tell us yeah we don't have maybe him, we though. get nina up here she <laughs> can tell you too <laughs> yeah. uh, my co-host on the morning show 95 7 the party um actually went and bought a jacket that is a like replica of his shirt apparently amazon sold out of this shirt in like three hours yesterday i tried hold up (laughs) did larry walker just get like some weird amazon purchase shirt out of his closet or was like where else would you get it from i don't know i thought it was like a racing thing i thought it was like a nascar style shirt yes and no i I looked it up you know i had to start doing my searching as well because i tried I try. It's like uh, I want to say J and H Designs or something like that. They make NASCAR style shirts. Okay. And some are NASCAR based, and some are other character based of some kind. That particular one, I don't believe, is in production anymore. So it's a collector's item. <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants. They're taking it out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> and I tried. Like I tried to buy it of any size that might even come close because I thought it would be a hilarious shirt to wear to Kegzinex. Like so oh, you would get it. That would have been so good. Um, the problem is, it's sold out. Everywhere, even the stuff I try to find, you'd be like 180 bucks, and in my mind, I'd be like, "Why not?" And then I look, and it's gone, and it's not even my size. Like the only ones you can find are like 3XL or 2T, like for like toddlers, which I almost bought uh, for my two-year-old because that's funny. Well, I think the well. one Nina got's like a kid's it's jacket, a, it's right? It's a size seven slash eight, so you're a parent. That's Steve. little. That's like that's like a small kid's. My right? five-year-old wears a size five or six. So, so like, so like for a six-year-old, that's or like a, a second grader. Yeah, yeah. So like, it was what you'd probably guess. So, so I doubt she's we gonna fit into it. Well, we were wondering if she could turn it into like a hot girl jacket. You know, it doesn't need to button all the way. She just needs to get her arms in it, and she could. <laughs> we'll wear like see a if she'd be able to pull her shoulders it. forward. Yeah, I don't know. Her midsection's hanging out. That's fine. <laughs> Nobody cares. You know. Either <laughs> way, it went from being like from in a just a twelve-hour stretch of. What the hell is Larry Walker wearing? To I need what he's wearing. <laughs> I could think, and more than anything else in the world, I want that, and I can't have it. And I think that's a product of our society, where if um, you see something and are amazed by the fact that I cannot not only buy that but have it delivered tomorrow, and I can't <laughs> anywhere, and it's super frustrating here in 2020. What's so going on? A, a Twitter handle uh, called at Athlete Logos did this mock-up, Steve. Yes, of Larry Walker <laughs> as like a uniform wearing <laughs> this SpongeBob shirt instead of just like wearing the SpongeBob shirt, like as a Rockies yeah. uniform wearing it, and the the. Uh, random Twitter guy tweeted it out and was like, Rockies, if you ever 
put your your leverage behind anything. It should be that the Rockies wear this when they retire his number. Because hey, that would be so good. in SpongeBob <laughs> uniforms would be the most epic thing ever as you hang 33 on the wall. I mean, it's, and it's the only way he was going to get noticed, right? Yeah. Um, the guy sitting next to him is Derek freaking Jeter, who almost was unanimous, should have been, most people would say. And, like, the only way you're going to get any attention as the other guy is by doing something like yeah, this, Yeah, by right? doing something outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> I found another one of those Jackson's in a child's five to six, which would fit my five-year-old, but... She wouldn't wear it. I don't think she'd wear that. Well, she could probably <laughs> she's very have, fashion conscious. She could probably have Nina's when she's done because Nina's gonna wear it, Instagram it out, and then probably throw it away. So she can, yeah, <laughs> yeah might be ready. It's really gonna have to be one of the. It's either now or never. Like that shirt is not gonna be as cool next year. <laughs> this is it. I mean, I think at the retirement ceremony, which I believe is in April, they're doing it when the Cardinals come because that's the other team he played for, <laughs> and I think that's like mid-April that they're retiring his number. Um, and so I think it's going to be quite the uh, the fashion statement during that weekend is to have that well, shirt. Look, man, we've already got like a black uniform. You might as well just throw some yellow SpongeBob on that, and we're good. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> well, my baby, I'm actually looking at it right now. So they make a ton of NASCAR stuff. I don't huh. see SpongeBob. They. Um I don't know. To the baseball point of it. <laughs> I just that, realized we've not, not talked about yeah, that at all. Gotten, now that we've gotten the, the SpongeBob part out of our system, which we needed to. Yeah. To the baseball part of it, I didn't I can't believe it took him this long. It's to me sad he only got seventy six percent of the vote. Yeah. Like it's he, crazy. he's an MVP. We know why. He, like the Coors? the Coors Field thing. But yeah. it's one of those things, and this I've heard a lot of baseball, like the baseball writers you hear, so like Olney and Kirkchin and uh, Rosenthal, these guys, the big names. I've heard a lot of them talk about like breaking that barrier. And the fact that it's broken now, people are going to be less hesitant to vote for a Todd Helton because somebody who played the biggest years of his career in Coors Field now has gotten in yeah uh and i hope that's the case i mean listen uh, i i can't remember who tweeted it but somebody's like rockies fans are feeling very down right now because the arenado thing is a ref- referendum on your team Oof. and your ownership and your your like who you are as a franchise the larry walker hall of fame vote is a referendum on your stadium and the legitimacy of your team overall and like and i just felt it on like a super deep level that we were it's like we weren't even in the right league you know what i mean like we're not even playing the same game as everybody else and it sucks whether yeah, you know, it's I, I, signing I, I, free agents yes. or getting into the Hall of Fame or whatever. It just kind of sucks, you know? So I was glad that he got in and just kind of put that to bed. Of all players, though, I mean, Larry Walker had legitimacy not only at the bat. Like, he was a true five-tool player, yeah. as they call it. Like, he, he, I mean, uh, bats left, throws right. was a great fielder, smart on the base path. He was fast. Like, he had, he had all the tools that you needed to be a good baseball player. The hitting was just part of that. Yeah. Uh, and the hitting was outstanding Coors Field or otherwise I'd, I'd have to see his home road splits but it wasn't one of those guys who just leaned on Coors Field no, I mean whether you want to say that it was elevated or not it was only one part of his game yeah and well and I, I think that's the problem is like it goes back to what you said man it's the Coors Field effect that we we get that all the time even now with guys like um like Blackman and, and such when they're dominating at the bat it's like oh well they play in cores it's like no they're like good defensive players too man you gotta look at the whole picture and it's good for larry that that they're finally doing that it does raise an interesting question and i think dubs alluded to this a little bit who is the next rocky to go in well i mean the, gotta the, be todd it right? would have to be todd he would be the only other guy with a shot for a while you don't think anybody from the the old Blake Street Bombers days could make it a Bichette? No, Bichette won't make it. Andres Galarraga, maybe. If, if Larry Walker's barely making it yeah. in, I yeah. can't imagine those guys were because he was the best of the bunch. Right. And Andres Galarraga, I could see people definitely saying it was a Coors Field effect for him. Yeah. Dante Bichette, same thing because he didn't his he didn't really catch fire until he played for the Rockies and he didn't really do much after. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't see any of those guys getting in. Um, Todd's your next real argument 
he and part of that, like we said, is is the defensive part of that. Yeah, I mean, he's a Gold Glove first baseman. Um, I feel like he's got a better shot than I've heard other people talk about. Like other other people when they talk about him are like, yeah, maybe. And I thought he was a slam dunk Hall of Famer. So I don't know. We're gonna have to see. Yeah, I, I I would agree with you on that. I think Todd definitely deserves to be there. It's tough to think of anyone it's just, else. He the team was so bad while he was so good. So good, yeah. And one player doesn't make a team in baseball, and that's it's hard to explain to people. You know that when you sit and watch him every day, you can see he's a Hall of Fame worthy player. But nobody watched him every day because they were winning sixty games. Yeah, well, you know. So that was Nolan for a couple of his first years here too. They weren't. In no, contention. I mean they were, but they were hanging around like yeah. they were fighting for a playoff spot and so on and so forth, and at least getting more attention. The Rockies were really bad for some of Helton's problems. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Um, so you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if he's got a, a legitimate shot to make it or not. I thought he would, and I'm not so sure now. Uh, do we know when his first eligibility is? This year. This year? Okay. Yeah, it was well, I guess we'll at least get a taste of that, whether he gets in or gets close, because that, that just sometimes There are a lot so. of writers who just won't put somebody on their first ballot unless... Like, there's one guy uh, my, my cousin told me about who apparently only puts you on his first ballot if you would be in his all-time starting nine. Mm-hmm. That's he's the only way you fill get up. on his first ballot. Wow. Was this Jeter's first year? It was his first year. But he's one of those guys. He that could have been the one guy who left him off the ballot. There's one could, yeah, one true. writer who left Jeter off the ballot, uh, and that could have been that guy. You know, um, so there's some weird like gatekeeping when it comes to the Baseball Hall of Fame. So this year isn't really a good litmus test for Todd to see if he's going to be able to make it next year we'll really get a feel for if he's got a shot at it okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Okay. All right, now let's roll into our next part here. This is where we lay it on thick. Here in the Worst Damn Sports Show period, we talk about something great we came across, sports or otherwise, this week. Dubs, what do you got? Yeah, I want to start because mine actually relates to Larry Walker. Um, he, of course, wore number 33. Uh, and there's some cool little facts that I found that uh, Fox Sports MLB tweeted out. Apparently, he was married at 3.33 p.m. Hmm. Didn't know that. He's also the 333rd player to be in, inducted into the Hall of Baseball Hall of Fame. No way. Wow. Right? Isn't that kind of cool? <laughs> yeah, that's wild. I felt like that was pretty cool. Um, it's also a number that's kind of gone into reverence in Denver now. Three of the four sports teams are going to have number 33 retired. Rockies, of course, announced that they're going to retire Larry Walker's number in April like we talked about. Patrick Waugh yeah. hanging in the rafters <laughs> at Pepsi Center. That was always one of my favorite jerseys as a kid was the split Avs and uh, yeah. Rockies Walker jerseys. Yeah, and then cool. you have David Thompson from the Nuggets, the Skywalker from the 70s, and he's retired. So 33 is hanging in the rafter for the Nuggets as well. We're just missing the Broncos, and that's not a number that, like... You don't see that one very often. No, but it's not. It's also, like, you you could have a 33, a defensive back, a running, running back, back, yeah, right? Like, it kind of makes you wish Philip Lindsay maybe took 33 and, like, <laughs> hey, go have, a, go have a career where we retire your number. But so three of the four Denver sports teams won't ever see number 33 again. I think that's kind of cool. It, like, you know, Pittsburgh has the black and yellow thing. Like, it might be cool to have, like, 33 be a Denver thing. Fascinating. I, I mean, our area some code X-wing is stuff, man. Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> that's some DIA Freemason yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 303. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
See? Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, I'm, I'm in for it. <laughs> Just need somebody on the Broncos to be good yeah, with the number 33. We're going to draft a corner this year who's going to be a Hall of Famer. Next and he's going to wear number 33. <laughs> I'm going to lay it on thick, too. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not normally a huge mascot fan, but let's stick local here is Chip, the uh, Buffalo mascot for the CU Buffs. Not to be confused with Ralphie, the actual buffalo that runs on the field. This is Chip, the mascot, Chip the Buffalo, uh, who is the, over the weekend, won his third national title when it comes to mascots. I didn't know they did this, but they have competitions. So they get together and they do uh, competitions. Run a 40? Like what? (laughs) Well, I get to that here in a second. Uh, Most of it. So by the way, there's other victories were 2009, 2010. So it's been a while. It's been 10 years since he's won this, but third uh, victory for Chip. Uh, they do like kind of like a sizzle reel. They do like a skit. They do different things. They, uh, 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 I don't know, feats of strength, whatever it might be. <laughs> but in the end, uh, Chip the Buffalo takes it home. Now, the thing is, who is this Chip? Nobody knows. As a matter of fact, it's not just one person. It's like nine or ten different people. They won't even tell you exactly. All of them sworn to secrecy that they are actually Chip the Buffalo. The only thing they're allowed to tell people is they work in the sports marketing department. Sure. And of the people that they were allowed to talk to on the condition of anonymity, only one of them said that anybody knows what they do. And that is just like two or three people. So that's pretty amazing. Chip the Buffalo. Congratulations, whoever you are. Yeah, (laughs) shouts out to our Uh, national champion buffs. Uh, (laughs) I am going to go on a national scale for my lay it on thick and lay it on thick for Eli Manning. After 16 seasons, he will be uh, retiring from the NFL. Uh, Following his brother Peyton with two Super Bowl wins, of course, they came against the team that we like to hate in this room, the New England Patriots, one of which ruined the Patriots' perfect season, which is always fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, And and also for Eli, I I just got to point out, like he was a total pro for his last season in New York. They brought in Daniel Jones. Everybody wanted him to be the guy. Eli, you know, sat on the bench when he was told he was being benched. He he helped Daniel uh, progress. It looks like that's going to be the guy moving forward for the Giants. But Eli took it all in stride, and I felt like he's walking out with definitely his head held high uh, being with that franchise his entire career. So good for Eli Manning. Fantastic. <laughs> Second topic. Uh, we will need to talk about uh, – it's a little bit slower week in football, so you know I, we could talk about the Pro Bowl if we really wanted to. But I think we have something that's more interesting, and that is the new rules for the XFL. And from everything I've seen, a lot of people on board with these rules and think that they should definitely – maybe the NFL should look at the XFL to adopt some of these things. Um, what was the – there was one big one that was the kickoff, I think. Yeah. So the XFL, so there, the NFL, we should note, in the Pro Bowl is trying out the Shiano rule that we've talked about for so many years for onside kicks, where instead of an onside kick, you get a fourth and 15 from your 25-yard line, and you can put your offense out there, and if you pick up the first down, you keep the ball, and if you don't get it, you turn it over. So what do you think of that? Let's start there. And what do you think of that as an onside kick alternative? The onside kick had the lowest percentage, which all the, with all the rule changes they made, which are safety related, and I do understand. But with all the changes that they made, the percentage of recovered onside kicks was lower than it ever was. It always kind of felt like it was over. Yeah, right? yeah, as yeah. I, d- I do agree with it. whatever they can do to make the onside kick more competitive. I, I'm about because. There is a thing with football, you know, you're always at near the end of the game when it's close-ish even, you're kind of adding up the total scores in your head. Like, how many times would you need the ball? Right. And if you get to the point where you just can't get the ball back, and that includes usually when you're on onside kicking, like, it takes away some of the drama of the game. And I think most people would be okay, like, most fans watching any game would be okay if it still had the chance to come down to the wire somehow. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was doing that with the AFC Championship game last week mm-hmm. I, when they were at, like, 11 points. I was like, man, all right. If they we have four minutes know, left. Yeah, like, they kick a field goal, then they get the ball back. They're right back in this. Like, maybe go for a two-point. They could make this work. And But that's the thing. is like you, at the end, when you're trying to kick the onside kick, it's like, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and I mean, it, it has happened. It happened yeah. uh, a couple of times this year. But it's usually kind of that wild, like, whoa, all right. It's got to take that most extreme bounce yes. for the other team to grab And it. so, again, what um, 
say out loud one more time the uh, the new onside kick rules. So it'll be a fourth and 15, fourth down, and okay. 15 yards to go from the 25-yard line. So you're going to have to get to your own 40 to pick up the first down. It is an offensive play. So wherever the play ends the other is where you'll the give up the ball. That's great. Um, as yeah. long as it's short of the first first down. And what is your starting point again? Sorry. 25. Okay. So it's, yeah. It's you're basically giving up a score if you don't get it. And right. So the, the, yeah, I mean, you're automatically in range for a field goal at that point. Yeah. So as a, a team that's down, for example, uh, as the, the Titans would have been with like less than four minutes of play, 11 points down. It's a no-brainer. Go for it. All right. So here's some other tweaks that they made. I really, I, I kind of like all of these rules. I like at least trying them out, and the XFL is a perfect place to do them, if you ask me. Um, so here are the other rules that are significant. First of all, for kickoffs, only the kicker will be at the yard line where the ball is kicked off from. So if you picture lining up for a mm-hmm. kickoff, only the kicker is going to be on the opposite 35-yard line. The People who are going to cover the kick are going to go to the opponent's 35-yard line, and the people who are returning the kick can line up at the 30-yard line, and then the kicker will kick off from where he was way back, and that way they're not running 60 yards downfield and running into each other. The idea is you know that kicker is going to get it over the head of those guys, and without the onside option, you don't have any kind of trickery that you're losing because the onside is a fourth down play now. So what do you think about that to try to encourage kickoff returns again in the game? I liked everything about the the kickoff part of it because it added – uh, the no, like no touchbacks, but you still have to be a little precise with your kick. It cuts back on the the possibility. Of, well, everyone can get a concussion at any play to give you time. Sure, but the body's mashing together at full speed, kind of thing, where everyone has to wait yeah. uh, before they start running forward. It's almost as if the people putting this together were like, "How can we have the perfect kickoff scenario with everything that NFL wants to do and what they're afraid of?" How can we take all of that out and add in something cool? I like it a lot. Well, and the NFL eliminated a lot of that stuff with their kickoffs when they did the touchbacks and they moved where you get the ball from the 20 to the 25. They eliminated Mm -hmm. the wedge block. So They didn't eliminate it. They tried what they wanted to do, and what happened a lot was kickers just kicking it out. They wanted kind of to eliminate the kickoff is what it was. And so um, what what the teams started doing is trying to precisely drop it in like at the two or something like that to force a long run back. And this makes... It more like punt coverage, right? Like your guy is right next to you and you just start running with him and you're just trying to get in between him and the returner. I think it could lead to some returns, which could bring that facet back into the game. And that's exciting, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, on punts, they're making a similar change. If a punt goes into the end zone, the touchback will be at the 35-yard line. If it sails out of bounds between the 35-yard line and the end zone, It'll be at the 35-yard line. It's also so no considered more a touchdown. Out-of-bounds kicks, yeah. No more coughing corners. You have to kick it to the returner yes. on the team, or you're giving up the ball at the 35-yard line. Um, so I kind of like this because, again, you're forcing the return to become part of the game again. Yeah, and you're in exactly that. Where do they stand on fair catches? Uh, you, for, they can make fair catches. Okay, so it almost forces a, a return. Is what you that's know what? Doing. I say that. I'm not entirely sure. I don't see anything about fair catches on here. Okay. But I believe they can make f- fair catches. If they, if it was different, they'd probably say no fair catches. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like that, too, because it forces without the fair catch. It forces either you to um, take the ball at the uh, as a returner within, like, shorter than you would like it or return it as a kicker. I like that. It really makes it takes the punting. It, it makes it more than just a uh, yeah, trying to get it out of bounds inside the twenty kind of thing. And what they've said is that they're hoping this encourages teams to go for it more on fourth down. Ah, I mean, if you're in plus territory, if you're at the forty-five or forty-seven yard line, you risk what a ten-yard punt. Ten-yard, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean. You might as well throw a pass and see if you can pick it up, or run the ball and see if you can pick it up. It's a five-yard difference, right? Mm-hmm. So they're hoping that this encourages teams to go for it more on fourth down. Which is more action, more scoring. You know what I mean? Definitely like I, heightens that drama because then all of a sudden you you have that aspect of hey, these guys could actually score. Like we're we're not just putting out a special team and gonna fair catch or kneel this ball. We're we're gonna go for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is maybe my favorite one. No more kicks on extra points. 
So your extra point is going to always essentially be a two-point try, but not worth two points. A two-point try in the NFL's mindset, right? So a successful offensive play from the two-yard line will be worth one point. Okay. A successful offensive play from the five-yard line will be two points. And a successful offensive play from the 10-yard line will be three points, which means there's a nine-point <laughs> By far my favorite part yeah. with Ed, yeah. It, it just makes it – the games will all be closer, I think, because mm-hmm. you're always going to be within one score. Now you got an extra point that you can be within one score of. Um, they are also hoping that it cuts down on overtimes because with the all these different combos, points, yeah. yeah, like they're – you don't have to worry so much about teams ending up tied at the end of the game. Um you know, a, a ten from the ten yard line. It's not that hard to score from the ten yard line. In fact, some people might tell you it's easier to score from the ten yard line because you have more room to more, throw it. Right, yeah. you got more room to move around and throw the ball. And the offense that scores gets the choice then of yes. where they. Yeah, Ooh, I like that a and lot. So I could see one cutting down on the well. We, we talked about the how many times do you need the ball to catch up kind of thing that changes that dynamic. But it also you'll also have those car, those coaches out there they're like screw it every time we're going for three, for three. yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> because here's why the, not here's the thing if you get it one out of three times it's like going for one every time huh? you know what i mean yeah. so like you only need a 33% conversion rate to and you can make be basically it to justify tied, it. yeah <laughs> i can see more people going for three than one in this yeah. situation, yeah, I think so. I see all the. We'll, we'll see how it plays out on the field, but I think it, this is a big. We're gonna learn a lot of stuff. I, I love this. Um, all right, so their overtime. Love this too. Their overtime is a series of. It's they call it the shootout style. Ooh. It's one play possession from the five yard line worth two points each, and the teams will altern, alternate plays. Until a team is mathematically eliminated. So the offensive, the offense basically has five yards to go to get into the end zone. They'll score two points, and then the uh, next team can go. You get one play. So you, it's it's like a it's like a shootout in hockey, right? Ah, yes, I like right. This. It's like a shootout in hockey, but it's with an offensive play from the five yard line. It's kind of like the college style, but instead of a, a full series, you, it's just one play. Just one play. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I like the idea of just the. The, uh, when it comes to one, one the no ties thing. I mean, anyone could get around that. I like that light idea. I think ties in football are <sighs> it, nobody enjoys that. It's so dissatisfying. So yeah. I like the way they they yeah. end things. It's a little more quick, like a little more like quick burst yeah. of energy, and which you don't get a lot of in football in general. And so once again, it's a smart move. Now I wonder. Here's the only thing I wonder: Can you kick a field goal? Because if you right, kick a field goal from the, the five-yard line, it's pretty much a guaranteed make, right? That's mm-hmm. three points. Now, the other team can come out on the field, score a touchdown, and beat you. But if you're saying they only got one sh- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Scott, and I trust my defense, I'm just going to kick the field goal and force them to score a touchdown on this one or they lose. Um, I don't know. It's interesting because yeah, it, it could just turn into a, a field goal battle and then that kind of sucks. Well, so the... Yeah, that you said that it's worth two points, right? Yes. So if it, if they kicked a field goal, the I other guess team, they probably yeah, wouldn't the other, let them. Yeah, because the other team would just come out and be like, "Well, we're just going to kick a field goal right. and keep this tie right, going." Right, right. So I doubt that you can kick a field goal. Yeah, they overtime. probably wouldn't let them. You have to run an offensive play. Oh, but what about a drop kick? Technically, those are legal in the NFL. <laughs> Technically, those are legal. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, some other notable changes. I'll kind of fly through these. Double forward pass. 
So as long yes. as the first pass is completed behind the, the line, line of scrimmage, scrimmage, that person can then throw the ball past the line of scrimmage. That way you don't have to get into challenges about like, oh, did he throw it backwards? I like that. It just simplifies it. If he's behind the line of scrimmage, it doesn't it doesn't matter, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. I do like the, uh, the the concept of that in this way, like a pick pitch backwards, pass forward, pass forward again across the field. <laughs> like, this is going to be some creative play calling. Yeah, you can get kind of nuts with it, but I, but I like it. I mean, it just simplifies the whole process. Most of the time, you're not going to throw it three times. It's going to be dangerous, and it's going to be hard to get it. To so draw the defense off of yeah, you. Yeah, to get the defense to go from one side to the other side is not probably going to happen, so there wouldn't be a point to throw it a third time. There might be but, some like end-around situations, anything that gets you a little bit deeper behind the line of scrimmage to yeah, pull something like that maybe. off. But then again, if you throw the ball short behind the line of scrimmage, it's almost like a signal that they're going to do it again. Or are they? It's a screen now. Right, like said, yeah. Right. And yeah. I think uh, one thing that is underrated about it, and I don't know why more NFL players don't do this when it is a backward pass, but you see some of those trick plays and then someone gets sacked for nine yards and it's like, dude, throw it out of bounds. Just you'd be right back at the line of scrimmage. Right. I feel like this is going to open that up for like running backs to be running and be like, ah, I'm going to lose five yards. See you later. I'm not throwing. <laughs> right. And just ah. So I'll be interested to see if someone incorporates that. Um, 25 second play clock. That's what they have in college. Uh, it's 40 seconds in the NFL. The reason they sped it up is because they have a designated ball spotter in an effort to speed up the pace of play. I love that. It's not a referee. It's just a guy that all he does just is put the ball where. It Needs Put to go. the ball where the linesman says the ball goes. I don't know how it's going to work with an extra body on the field, but I, I hope that speeds it up. I do like having that. Might be something that the NFL could adopt. Um, only requires one foot in bounds, much like college football, which I think the NFL should switch to that too. Two feet is like, I don't know. Do you guys feel like I'm okay that? with the yeah. two feet? You are okay. It's with like two it's feet? like the next level. College is cool with one, but it's like now you're now you got to do the, now you got to make it happen on Sundays. And then they'll have a, a running clock, which I don't think people know this. There's a running clock in the NFL. Once that ball is spotted, the clock runs whether you went out of bounds or not, and unless you're inside of four minutes left in the half. Right. Um, but they are going to have a running clock period, which means even if the ball is not set, the the clock will be running for everything except the final. Final two minutes of each half. So you're really going to cut down on the amount of time you have to try to score if you're down by a couple scores. And that's it. Those are the those are the major rule changes and tweaks. And for the most part, I, I, it's not I, like we loved everyone. Yeah, I like all of those. I would not be opposed to the NFL watching this in the XFL when it starts and being like, hmm. Do you know when the um, this. season starts? Uh, it's the weekend after the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so we go from football to football. Sweet. <laughs> um, and here's the last question. Who's your XFL team? I don't, I don't even know. I have to look. You, you, if you have one, I'm say trying, it. I'm trying to look them up right now. Uh, the D.C. Defenders, the Tampa Bay Vipers, uh, the Houston Roughnecks, the... I don't like any of these teams. The, <laughs> uh, uh, maybe the Memphis Maniacs. The Seattle Dragons. No, the Memphis Maniacs are old, aren't they? I just looked up XFL teams. Okay. Um, I think the Memphis Maniacs were from that first iteration where all the names were crazy. Oh, that's too bad. Like the New York, New Jersey <laughs> hit. I like their, their, their logo literally was like some crazy looking person. Okay, all right. You got to see this. Okay, so we got Seattle, D.C., L.A., Houston. All right, I got them here. Here we go. All right. Dallas Renegades, D.C. Defenders, Houston Roughnecks, L.A. Wildcats, New York Guardians, St. Louis Battlehawks, Tampa Bay Vipers, and Seattle Dragons. Choose your weapon. Seattle Dragons. He's going Seattle Dragons. Beardo? Uh, what was come the? On, come on. I, it I doesn't know. matter. Just pick one. <laughs> give me one of the. What was the Texas team that had the Red Raiders like logo? Give me that one. The Dallas Renegades? Yeah, give me You're going to root for Dallas? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, that's why I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go uh, St. Louis Battlehawks because that's the only name that's actually fucking cool. <laughs> I don't know. He got dragons. I was leaning towards dragons, but I, I did like I the wanna... Battlehawks, but I'm against St. Louis. It's like so. a, their logo is like a sword with wings, too. So I'm, I'm I, I was I was seriously trying to picture the logos in my head. I was totally taking that route. Like, which one has the cool logo? I mean, the Renegades one isn't bad, but it's just it's Dallas. So 
Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm about the sword. Never with mind. The I'm going with the Guardians. I'm going with the New York Guardians. He's going with the New York. All right. Yeah. So we've officially named our XFL teams. Yep. We'll switch them in two weeks when we see the teams playing. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. yeah. <laughs> 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 we put a little something on this. Huh? <laughs> Are we gonna make Seems picks? We have no we idea <laughs> who's playing or he's coaching or anything. Just their logos. Bob Stoops is coaching one of the teams. Like there's some legit coaches in there. Yeah. yeah it's, it's weird like, that they got Stoops in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's get to the tail end of this thing. What do you say? So where you, the worst damn sports show period. We wrap it up with exactly that, the worst. And um, I want to start just because exactly something I just said just a minute ago. And I had my timer run out on like this page I was looking at, so I'm refreshing it. <laughs> Stall. <laughs> but we had this whole, like, just a minute ago, it says you want to put a little something on this. And it's such like a dude thing to do, to want to bet. But the thing is, we're the worst at that. Dudes are terrible at placing bets. As a matter of fact, the analytics came out that when it came to Vegas, and this is Vegas talking about sports betting in particular, uh, guys come in at an average of 4.7% return on their investments on <laughs> yeah. that, which yeah. is not great. This is why people do it, because they make a ton of money. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Now, if you could double that, that'd be all right. You know, look a little bit better, getting like a 10% return. But females, women on general, get a 19.7 return on their investments when it comes to sports betting. That is a massive statistical discrepancy when it comes to betting. I mean, if you have like a point or two, that's something to look at. We're talking about four times like the positive return on their bets. So guys, if you're going to Vegas and thinking about placing some bets, I would suggest you give your money to uh, the lady in the group. <laughs> Let them choose for you. Profit, <laughs> dudes, you're the worst at betting. Um, listen, I don't think you're wrong. In uh, there, I think women are more um, cognizant of their betting. Like they think more about. They're it less than emotional, we do. is yeah. what they've decided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't. They don't just run in and put money on their team. Um, but my mom won a pick'em league one year by picking based on quarterbacks' butts. So maybe just do that, guys. Just go and pick whoever's got the cuter butt and put money on that team. Maybe there's some science behind that. Maybe there's some muscle tone qualities that are, you know, no. translate into something guys? else. Anyone? <laughs> I'm not going to look that close. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I'm good. Who's going here, you weirdo? Uh, I'm going to go next, and I'm going to say my worst this week is possibly Dick Monfort. I don't know if you guys saw the tweet, and uh, I'll give him credit. Uh, Rocky MTN Rejects, so rock at Rocky Mountain Rejects, basically, on Twitter, uh, emailed, uh, says he claims that he emailed Dick Monfort about Nolan's reaction, saying that he felt disrespected by the organization. Um, and the reply, the screenshot he posted from the email he got back was, do you really think we disrespected him? How? And then it said, now tell me how we disrespected him. Didn't want to go to arbitration. We saved him of that. We discussed a long-term deal. He wanted to do it. And we made him the highest contract ever on uh, uh, the AAV. He uh, says now it isn't trade rumors where we did disrespect him. I provided him a plane so he could come back the night of the All-Star game. His teammates wanted to stay. They had to come back. Where did we disrespect him? This was all supposedly sent by Dick Monfort via his iPad. <laughs> well, let's see. So, it's, uh, uh, exhibit A, your letter that yeah, you just wrote. <laughs> like, that's my whole point is, okay, maybe there's some other behind the scenes thing, but if this is a real email and it's being put on blast, that whole thing was disrespectful, yeah. Mr. Monfort. Like, what the hell are you doing with your face of the franchise? Like, you did offer him a huge contract because you clearly believed in him and wanted him to be here last year. Now you're adding fuel to this fire and you're not really stepping up to say, hey, you know what? We want to work this out with Nolan. You're not really saying, hey, Jeff Breidich needs to go because at this point he does. He's just being – I feel like this was just one of his drunken emails. Like he was just uh, – he got this late yeah. at night and was like, oh, I've had too much scotch, but I need to reply to this. Which he is known for doing, not like officially, but like – people have assumed that that has been his response sometimes. But Nolan has come out and said it wasn't just the trade talks. He released a statement saying that it was other things that were brought up between the team and his agent, which you could only think is his agent calling them saying like, hey guys, are you going to sign anybody to make this team better? And them being like, hey, fuck off. 
Right? Wow. And that was pretty much what it was. And if you look at someone else had this amazing uh, analysis of Jeff Breidish's tenure as GM uh, with the war, the uh, wins against replacement of the people that he has just let walk, like not even necessarily trade away, but just let walk for nothing versus the garbage that he signed. And it's like he it's like he's given up an all star team and replaced it with scrubs. Like, and that's all he's literally done as a GM. Yeah, and so I feel like there needs to be a decision. Dick Monford, if you want to save yourself, maybe fire that guy and address this situation like a man, not emails from your iPad. That's why you're my if worst. If this person. goes out, like, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm all about opening day or anything like that, but I'm, I'm not going to support this. This is, like, awful. This is Oh, it's like, terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, I'm really, like, torn about what I'm going to do if, I, like, I'm actually going to support the team this year or not, and it sucks to have to say that. So. Would you, I mean, Indeed. is that is that if Nolan's not here? If Nolan's not here, I'm definitely not supporting the team. Yeah, but, but even, even if Nolan's even here, even if he okay. is here with what they've done, which is tough, man, which is alienate their best players and not sign anybody to make their team better, like it's it's it, hard for me to to get behind it, supporting them. For me, it's weird as a Colorado sports fan that we have a team who's talking about maybe selling the team, and the team that I actually want to sell at this point isn't even that team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that's going to be a weird year cuz I'm all for that youth movement that they've talked about for a while, but it's yeah. Time. It's time to put up or shut up. Uh, my worst is this fucking weekend. This weekend? Coming weekend? We are standing uh, in St. Louis, Missouri in 1886, staring at the prairie, the the edge of nothingness. Football (laughs) season goes away, and it doesn't come back for like six months. We lose it. I mean, we're about to embark on the Oregon Trail of sports. <laughs> you know what that's are? There's a lot of dysentery and eating deer and corn. For the first little while, it's going to be okay because there's going to be basketball and hockey, and we're going to, you know, fill our plates with that. And Don't then, they don't. Then, uh, that's... That's a sore subject in this town. Then you hit the then you hit the Rocky Mountains, and it's just baseball season, and you can see the ocean off in the distance, but you're not gonna get there for a while. You gotta go through the whole summertime, and football's so far away again. You gotta cross Donner Pass eventually. Yeah, you know what happens there. What are you gonna do there? Are you gonna eat somebody? Yep. So uh, yeah, this weekend it sucks. It's our preview weekend for our non-football lifestyle, which now includes not being able to watch your abs or nuggets unless you have direct TV. I'm pretty sure I'm going to cancel my cable because of this shit. I'm not because Comcast is a terrific provider. <laughs> they they are fantastic. Absolutely, no. their internet speeds are great. If I didn't can, say I was. It's gonna, the fastest thing in the state. That's for sure. I didn't. You say can take it on the go with you. you and can the channels stream. you can get. I didn't you say get I had HBO. Comcast. I just said I was going to cancel my cable. So <laughs> he just said he's not because Comcast is a fantastic cable provider. Yeah, if you're needing a new provider, I would suggest going to Comcast, the Xfinity Voice Remote. You can just talk into it, get whatever you want. I love my. I really do love my cable. I do. But I I, I use the on demand i like i really do love my cable i'm probably gonna cancel it though because they don't have they don't offer the nuggets game and if i had dish it would be the same thing i'm standing on the edge of nothingness here guys <laughs> I, I wanna, i'm standing on the edge of no sports whatsoever and i don't know what to do with myself hold on, i, I want to back that up a little bit you're telling me this weekend you're not gonna watch the pro bowl no. or oh, the nhl all-star game no. <laughs> both of those are a hard pass i, I might like watch the, the skills challenges because the dodgeball tournament for the pro is awesome and I, I want to see Nathan McKinnon try to beat Connor McDavid. I, I will watch it on Twitter on Sunday night before I fall asleep. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> and that's it. That's the Worst Damn Sports Show period. Thanks for hanging out. Continue to do so on Twitter. Follow us at Worst Damn. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.